Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice in how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. This is what ministry leaders need to understand. We have limits. We really do. And we're sturdy, but we're also frail. And we have to acknowledge that. Stay tuned to hear more from Margie on self-care for ministry leaders. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. The Reverend Dr. Margie Bryce is the no-nonsense host of the Krabby Pastor podcast, and she's a ministry coach that counsels the pastors, church leaders, and others in ministry who work so hard to help the rest of us. Margie says that more ministry leaders should practice self-care and sustainability, especially during this weighty season of Lent. She reminds us that God is in control and that ministry leaders and everyone can rely on Him. Make sure to follow our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so that you get notified each time a new episode is available. If you already follow our show, help a friend follow the show too. And did you know we have a newsletter? Get your weekly copy of Just One Yes, and that spells out joy, at PositivelyJoy.com. All right, here's Margie. Hi, Margie. Welcome to the Positively Joy podcast. I'm so glad you're able to join us. Hi, I'm very happy to be here, and, and I'm still... Um, thinking about the irony here of having the Krabby Pastor on the Joyful Podcast. <laughs> so, um, so I'm I am happy to be here, though. Well, I, I have to disclose because if I ever know anyone, I always have to disclose. So, the Reverend Dr. Margie Bryce and I actually shared a room <laughs> when we went to a conference we together, did. and it's the first time that I met you. Yeah, and I've been <laughs> I've been following you, and you do have a podcast called The Crappy Pastor, and you are a ministry coach. And I I've always thought that that was just so interesting. Because I do know that our our pastors, our ministers, they work so hard. People just don't understand. Um, 
and they're giving to us as they're pastoring and ministering to us. It takes a lot out of people. So I did not know that there were ministry coaches before I met you. And so I just think it's really interesting. Um, But I asked you here because we are in the season of Lent and you actually have contributed to, um, you you contributed a chapter to to a book on Lent. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, But um, but I just want to get, have my audience get to know you a little bit better and uh, what you're about and what you do. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I have about 15 years of ministry experience. My most recent pastoral assignment was a merger of four and a half churches uh, southwest of Detroit. And that was pretty labor intensive, would be the short (laughs) way to say that. And I can only imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty demanding and I, I loved it. But I also burnt the candle on both ends, um, and so I did get to experience burnout. So that would be the genesis then of some of my work as the Krabby Pastor podcast, because uh, what I'm saying is that I'm a self-care advocate for ministry leaders, because if you don't do self-care, you can end up being the crabby pastor. And you might be smiling on the outside and you might be, you know, talking to people and being bubbly or, you know, at the very least, very kind and compassionate, but stuff in st- inside is stirring. And that's where, um, you know, as ministry leaders, we're taught the non-anxious presence because it does help to ramp down the anxiety in a room if you can have at least one person doing that. But the challenge is, is that if there is stuff stirring inside, you know, you've got to, you've got to deal with it. You've got to look for a minute at yourself and do a little bit of inventory and become more and more self-aware. So you always say, wow, I wonder why every time that congregant walks in the room, I want to choke them. And, And I'm just very honest about this kind of thing that goes on. And I want to say to pastors that especially in this post-COVID, I don't know if it's post-COVID, something COVID right. era, where where other people have agreed with me, people are a little more edgy and a little more strange than before COVID still, you know, like a latent kind of thing. But for the church in particular, this is a transitional period. And for pastors to step into that new thing that the Holy Spirit is asking, they have to slow down and they have to listen hard, lean in and listen. And that's very difficult to do if you're running on the hamster wheel and pastors have the tendency to do that. Oh, yeah. There's always something else to do, right? Some new program, just, you know, got to fix that church roof. (laughs) Which is the kind of <laughs> kind of stereotypical thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's have the boundaries discussion now <laughs> about who does what. But yeah. anyhow, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So before we uh, you came on here, we were talking about uh, the season that we're in and the weight of it, the heaviness of it. And you use the word that people are calling this the lintiest lint. What did you mean by that? Yeah, and and I think that kind of started with the COVID era, especially, and then the subsequent year after that, um, people I I 
saw them seeing this is the lentiest lent ever. It just felt even heavier, I think, where um, there just was a challenge to find joy. And I guess, you know, I don't know, it seems like how joyful can you be? That's a question for you. How <laughs> joyful can you be during Lent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, um, yeah, Lent is, I, I don't do the um, typical Lent, you know, I'm giving up, fill in the blank, which which I think is a good practice to deny yourself something. Mm -hmm. um, I used to, when I was a pastor, always advocate that if you're going to remove something, maybe you ought to put something mm -hmm. good in its place to help yourself grow spiritually. So I was kind of more in that camp. Yeah, um, or maybe sure. or maybe doing something like I'm going to give up complaining you know, <laughs> for yeah. Lent. I mean, something like that. Yeah. Um, I was a little more on board with that than maybe, you know, giving up Diet Coke. And yeah. and if Diet Coke's a problem, I don't mean to be ripping on you. If Diet Coke is your thing that you need to give up, you know, just because I said that, don't don't get wiggy about that. But um, I I like that kind of personal growth piece. Yeah. No, no, no. I love that. Yeah. Less complaining. <laughs> The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. So in case there's anyone out there who really doesn't understand Lent, it's the 40 days leading up to Easter. And, and it starts with Ash Wednesday, where we, mm -hmm. uh, where many people, not everybody, but many people will go to a service that day and get the ashes on their forehead to remind us, you know, from dust, dust to dust, right? And, right. The, and the ashes are made from burning the palms of the previous Palm Sunday or that Holy Week. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Very good. Very not everybody knows that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the big, the big rookie pastor thing. I read somebody on social media said, Oh my gosh, you don't no, no, you do not mix the ashes with water. You have to mix them with oil or it <laughs> Yes, with with chrism. That's right. You gotta yes. mix it with the chrism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and they and they smell good too. The funny thing is, and I'm getting side off sidetrack, but you always want the perfect cross on your forehead from your forehead you know and usually mine just ends up like a big smudge when they put it on <laughs> I'm like no I want it to be a perfect cross yeah. but, um but that somebody should somebody should make a stencil <laughs> <laughs> yes I love it that would be great um but but that's what Lynn is and we're not going to get into the history and all of that yeah. but but it is a time you know, obviously, it's it's leading up to the the crucifixion and resurrection. You can find joy. You asked me where to find joy. You can find joy in the resurrection, certainly. But right. it it can be it can be a very it can be a very sad time. It can be a weighty time, especially if you are using this opportunity to do some work on yourself. Either mm. either either giving something up or like or even better, replacing it with a with a good practice or a practice that brings you closer to God. Mm -hmm. Reading your Bible and all of that. Um, but you recently wrote a chapter for a devotional that is especially about Lent. 
um, and it's called Following in the Wilderness, written um, 40 Days, written by 40 women, which I think is is awesome. Um, yours was day 16, and you wrote from Exodus chapter 16, verses 27 to 35. Mm-hmm. Now, each woman had to had to write a chapter. Tell me um, what you wrote and why you wrote it. Okay. Well, um, I was really drawn to the project because I um, I'm in my own kind of wilderness scenario right now, and and I think I did talk a bit about it uh, recently on a podcast where it, it's called the Perfect Storm because it just has been a confluence of several really weighty things. That's why I'm thinking you know, this is just not the year to be. <laughs> I'm having a pretty lenty Lent as well. So it's kind of like, oh, this is not the year that I'm going to sit around and think about. I just am still putting one foot in front of the other, you know, um, kind of thing. So I was really drawn to the wilderness thing. And of course, the manna, God's provision in the wilderness that kind of enticed me. You know, it's about the food, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's about the food. And it's also about, God providing and them trusting and learning to trust because it's not very long. And I I sort of like this part. It's not very long after they leave Egypt that people start complaining. And and if you read, you have to read it with kind of a snarky attitude, (laughs) that passage of scripture where they're leaving and it's not, they haven't been gone that long. And all of a sudden you hear them grumbling about, man, at least back in Egypt, we had three square meals a day or they, or at least they fed us there. You know, here they are, they're walking off into the wilderness. They're excited that they are free now and God freed them to bring them into a better relationship with God, right? But he, um, they, yeah, they start complaining pretty quickly, which I sort of like that. Then I feel like, oh, yeah, I can be that on the right day. And then uh, having to trust God for the manna and then having people not listen to the instructions about the manna. You're only supposed to take so much. You're only supposed to take so much for that day only and then trust that the next day it was going to show up except for um, one day a week when you had to gather double. So of course, somebody doesn't follow the instructions. I like that kind of thing too. There's always people messing up. And, you know, that turns out really not to be a bad thing because, you know, we learn the best by not getting it right. You know, we get things wrong. You're like supposed to go, hmm, okay, well, what can I learn from this? <laughs> right. And then, and then it's that God still provides for the people who grumble which I yeah. think is pretty amazing. Um, I, I, I love it secure. when they, Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I love it when they, you know, when they, they either don't listen or don't trust and they try to, you know, they try to hog up all the manna and then it just goes bad the next day, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think back, well, he told me not to. Yeah. But you know how people are. Yeah. How we are. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, no, you're right. No, it's it's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you know, we look back on the Israelites and I mean, I really hope that while Moses was, you know, up in the mountain, I wouldn't be, you know, like, you know, celebrating that golden calf. I mean, I really hope I wouldn't do that. But this is us. It's all of us. We we mm-hmm. get we get scared. We don't trust. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is us. The Israelites are us. 
Mm-hmm. And then just walking in into the wilderness because, I mean, they were walking into the total unknown, and it it wasn't it wasn't fun. I mean, they they brought stuff with them, but how would you know what kind of stuff to bring? You know, I have trouble packing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not going somewhere, and I have plenty of stuff, but when you're a slave, you you don't, and then you're walking. You're walking off because this guy, Moses, says, follow me. We're going this way. And they're going in the desert, you know. Water was a thing. It's not for us as much today, unless you're in places in Africa where they're walking miles to get water and those kinds of things. But for uh, most North American people, that's not the case. And uh, we lose touch with that was a big thing. And we lose touch with the fact that lack of food was a thing. You know, nobody had Coleman, you know, thermos things to, or I have a little um, zip zip um, lunchbox that keeps things really cold mm-hmm. and nice, but that would have been useless. No, you're right. I mean, we we just don't even remember what lack of conveniences Mm-hmm. can be like, except when there's something extraordinary. So for example, I live in Oklahoma. We had really bad tornadoes uh, the beginning of last week and we lost power for two days. All right. That's not that bad, but I live semi country. So I live on a well. When mm-hmm. you don't have power, you don't get don't water. water. <laughs> so we didn't have water. Right. for. Of course, my husband is my husband is not a prepper, but he is prepared, and so he had you know water <laughs> and stuff downstairs. Um, but you, yeah, you don't think about that, especially if you live, as you said, in North America and um, Western parts of the world. And then when things do happen, you are inconvenienced. And I really try in times like that. I try not to make so much of it. Like, yes, it's certainly an inconvenience. And and when I say there's no water. There's no water to drink, but also no water to bathe and no water to flush the toilet. It's it's water. Water means a lot. Right. So yeah, I try. Yeah. yeah. So I try not to complain. But um, and this is like I'm not even comparing myself to people in other parts of the world. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But it does remind you. It reminds you of the blessings that you have. Oh, for sure. For sure. And and, you know, if you think you're going to lose power, Sister, you should be filling the bathtub with water. <laughs> it's in case I've lived before where I had a well. That's the first yeah. thing. Fill the bathtub just so you have, you know, something. But And then you look at um, the Israelites and you think of them just taking off on this journey where, like, they're walking away from everything they know. Yeah. And walking into who knows what out in the wilderness. And I think about that passage and, and the ones um, that Jeremiah speaks about when the when the Babylonians came and hauled them all off and they're now in this new land away from everything and everybody. And life is just now turned upside down and you're messed up about that. We yeah. get messed up about that. And I'm in one of those kind of journeys right now. Um, my dad just passed um, early February, mm. and at around the same time, uh, one of my sisters was diagnosed with breast cancer. Fortunately, it's um, early stage and just radiation, and you know that part's a blessing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I had people um, 
living in my home for more than two years. And I knew the happy, sad day would come at some point, you know, when they left and we got our space back. Um, But after that long, it really leaves a big vacuum. And to make matters more complex, um, it just, it didn't leave, it wasn't a smooth departure like we had wanted. Okay. And so, you know, so for me personally, you know, there's a lot of grief going on right now between, you know, um, what's gone on in my household and then, uh, then with my dad yeah. and, you know, it just is, you know, heavy enough. This is a heavy yeah. lead for me. So yeah, the idea of giving up candy or something just hasn't <laughs> didn't it, it hasn't resonated maybe in the same way as it might have you know other years so yeah no I completely understand do you have and we didn't I didn't ask you to do this before but do you happen to have your um your uh day 16 up right now I do actually I, I would love for you maybe to read an excerpt from it if you'd like oh sure sure um let's see let me um Okay. Um, just, it's not, it's not terribly long, but I can read a few paragraphs right at the end. How's that? Okay. Okay. Uh, some days it's easy for us to think that God has left us in the wilderness without a means to sustain us. And that can be part of the wilderness journey, a barren, scary, and lonely time, even if we are with a crowd. God lays out the food plan to Moses to share with the people, and it sounds simple. A fresh supply of manna would arrive every morning, and you could eat your daily fill, about eight cups, actually. Forget about Ziploc bags. There's no need to save up like it's a visit to Costco. The Israelites had to learn to trust God for the delivery each day. Now, this trusting thing gets a little trickier on Fridays when God's instruction was to take enough for Friday and Saturday because there was no food delivery on Saturdays, the day of rest for everyone. So from Friday, you trusted for Sunday's delivery, a small but invaluable lesson in learning to trust God for providing whatever is needed in the wilderness. Of course, some Israelites didn't follow instruction, and that's not a bad thing. This, again, is part of learning how to trust. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. And even if we grumbling, and keep in mind, all grumbling is against God, really, we learn that God still provides for the grumblers. And this is quite an amazing love lavished upon us. So important was the lesson that Moses saved a jar with a daily ration of manna alongside the tablets of the covenant law. Reminders of the ways we can best live our lives to honor God right next to the reminder of how God sustains and provides. And then when we come out on the other side of the wilderness journey, we can remember how God expanded our trust as God has now prepared us for the next leg of our journey. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And I do think that we can relate to that. Um, I think trust is such a huge thing. And I think that sometimes um, we're at, when we're in our own wilderness journey, uh, we think we have to do all the things. 
Mm-hmm. Or or if we can't do all the things, you know, we can really fall into a depression and think that there's no way out. But we have to trust on the one, you know, who who is there and who promised to be with us, who promised to sustain us. I have to always remind people he didn't promise us that I was everything was going to be, you know, you know, all happy, joy and roses. Well, I shouldn't say joy. There is joy. Mm-hmm. There is joy, (laughs) but it's a different kind of joy. But, you know, but all happiness and roses, that was not a promise. Mm -hmm. Um, But the promise was that he would be there with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just keep reminding yourself the last tragedy, how did I get through and and that I did get through. And it was because God helped to sustain. And that's where the the trust comes into play. So I liked what you said, though, where you said um, we can't do all the things because early on in the middle of all this and my dad was going into hospice and I'm I'm in Michigan. He's in Arizona and, Mm. you know, all of that. Um, I, I just knew with everything that was going on, it was like the perfect storm here. It's like, what else can go down here? No, it comes in threes. Okay, I've got three now. Stop, stop. <laughs> right. I just, I, I, it hit me. And I had been um, talking on the podcast a lot about slow down. And I, I got a little bit of flack for that. What do you mean during Advent? Because this was like December. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Slow down. We're ramping up. And I'm like, no, you know, and I knew when everything hit and that my dad really began to deteriorate and, and all this that um, I needed to really slow down. <laughs> I was hearing slow down. And then when everything went upside down, I really had to slow down. And uh, fortunately, I had some ministry colleague friends. Um, the podcast is The Shepherd and the Shrink, and they have really good stuff. They're not actively podcasting, but they said, well, here, you know, if you want to borrow a couple of podcasts, you know, to to get you through, which I did that, which I'm kind of type A. I like to stay on top of stuff. I like to get stuff done, but I just knew we, this is what ministry leaders need to understand. We have limits, we really do. Yeah. And and when you look at how people are described, I mean, we're always doing nonsense in the in the scriptures, right? You know, yeah. we're always acting up, acting out something. And but when you look like in Psalms where it talks about and and Proverbs, you know, we are the grass that withers and fades away. We're only here for a season. I mean, we're sturdy, but we're also frail. And we have to acknowledge that. We always like to acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God. and, and But when we look at Jesus as humanity, we kind of shrink back, you know, a little bit. And don't, if God was 100% man and 100% God, then we need to acknowledge that. And we can walk with God and be very spiritual people, but we can't forget that we're also these frail human beings and we can only do so much at once, you know, and like that one, what is that? That This is kind of directed at women, but that commercial, you know, you can have a job, you can fry up bacon in a pan. Right, right. And I always say you can have all that, just not at the same time Mm -hmm. um, because we have limitations. We do. And I know we get pretty revved ministry leaders do get pretty revved about serving God and everything. You know, we're, we're on fire with our call and all of that. But at the same time, there's only so much you can do. There really is. And and we need to acknowledge that and acknowledge that 
the kingdom doesn't come and the kingdom doesn't happen because of what we do. We have to be faithful and obedient with the, even the small things that we're being asked to do. But it's the Spirit of God that draws people. It's the Spirit of God that uh, brings them to the place of salvation. It's the Spirit. You know, God's, do we not think that God's Spirit is active and alive and all that? So, um, so yeah, that's... Sorry, I just went off on that rant for you. <laughs> no, no, I. It was such. It was such a good rant. No, no, I. I agree. Um, oh my goodness, yeah, no, that that was really, really good. I do think, and and I know that you're mainly dealing with ministry leaders, pastors, things like that. But in my circles, there's a lot of uh, ladies that I know and who listen who either have an online ministry of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they may not be a pastor, but trust me, you, you are on the hamster wheel of trying to make sure you're posting on social media every day, those encouraging mm-hmm. messages. And, and if you're a podcaster, getting your podcast out. Uh, did, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually started this podcast thinking I was going to post twice a week. Oh my goodness. And I did it for a while until I realized that was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. But I always say, when I say ministry leaders, I see that as anybody that um, if God has granted you influence over others, mm-hmm. you're a ministry leader. You don't, you don't have to be ordained. Um, you, you can have an online um, ministry, and sometimes you need that safe place where you can be totally honest. Everybody needs that, um, and, and coaches do a little bit more prodding. We don't think for you. We prod you to help you think mm. um, and to help you get out of your own tunnel of thought and to get help get you unstuck. Um, when your anxiety is in uh, fairly, I mean, the only people that are not anxious are dead, right? I mean, <laughs> so, so you know, you have a level of anxiety. But um, and the reason I'm talking about that is if your anxiety is super, super high all the time, maybe you need to see a counselor, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe that's what you need. But um, because if your anxiety goes up high, your thinking goes in mm-hmm. the toilet. Basically, that's brain science. So coaches work with people who are, you know, the average level of anxiety stuff, ministry-related anxiety, because it is an anxiety-producing kind of task that you're about. But um, yeah, so to help you expand your thinking. If you are interested in learning more about Margie and her coaching, uh, you can go to her website at margiebrice.com. I'll have all of this in the show notes. Uh, where can we find you on social media? I have a, well, there's my personal page, Margie Bryce. Yay. And then there is um, self-care and sustainability and the number four ministry leaders. And that is a Facebook group that I have right now. And I, I plop the uh, podcast in there and then whatever uh, wit and wisdom that I can find different places or create, I do a combination of that. Wonderful. Well, again, I'll put that all in the, in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk about, uh, talk about Lent, talk about the weight, talk about, um, just what we're going through as we as we go into this wilderness leading up 
to, of course, Easter weekend. And thank you so much for sharing the devotion that you wrote. I, I think oh, it's sure. very relatable. Um, the the entire, let me get back to it, the entire um, thing is called Following in the Wilderness. Again, 40, 40 devotions written by 40 women. And how can they find that? That's a good question. I, and I think I I think I sent you the um PDF. Yes, or I will a link for that and and you could put that it's but it's a lot of pages so it it does take a bit of time to download. Um but yeah, it's uh it's good stuff. Good stuff. I, and yeah, I will share that for sure. Yeah. And for the all of us who are who are going through Lent, even if we are even if you feel like you're not traditionally observing it, you know, we are in Lent now. We are um, going through, uh, and if and especially if you're if you're um, reading the Gospels, you know, we are leading up um, to Easter, and it is a, it is an important time, a special time, um, but also a time to recognize um, that we don't have to do it. He is in charge, and always has been. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, then there are elements of um, how just Jesus suffered. Yes. And and on our behalf. And Jesus didn't do anything. You know? Yeah. He didn't do a thing. And I know there are people, myself included, who have been through times where they're like, hey, I didn't do anything. Why is this suffering whatever situation upon me and it just really makes you sit back and think sometimes um you know i don't pretend to equate my suffering with the suffering of jesus or anything but you know your suffering is your suffering you know what i'm saying what 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 pierces your heart might not pierce your neighbor's heart in the same way and god ultimately uses all of that to draw us closer and to draw us back close to to the Lord. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. And go to Amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop. Shop.